Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast It's Dane here with Wags Wags, the bye week is over Our mini bye is done as well We're back talking Packers football Packers versus the Chicago Bears on Sunday night football. How are you feeling? Are you feeling as rested and relaxed as I do right now? Yeah, Dane, I haven't even made it back to Wisconsin yet from the bye. So I'm I'm being a little lackadaisical and <laughs> making it home. Good thing I don't need to report for practice and have coaching staff after me. But uh, <laughs> I'll be back this weekend. So we'll be ready to go for this game on Sunday night against the Chicago Bears. And, and Dane, I think you can always say it. So I'm just going to say it this time. Throw the records out when we're playing a division rival in, in Chicago. And I was looking this week. We, we've we had some years where we're going um, on to take on the NFC North divisional crown. And the Bears, for whatever reason, come into Lambeau late in the season and give us some trouble. So uh, I'm certainly not going to take the Bears lightly this week, and I'm excited to talk about this game. Yeah, um, I would agree. And uh, I think right now, biggest question mark I have coming off of the bye is, um, is the team going to come out fired up? Are they going to come out flat playing a team that has, what, four wins on the year? Um, that's, that's, I think, the biggest question mark that we have. If you were looking just – Talent levels, one team and the other. The Packers are the more talented team. That being said, there's a lot more uh, things that go into a football game. So that's I'm curious your take going into this game. But then I'd love to just talk matchups with you and break down this offense and this defense. It's been a couple weeks now. I think in some respects the Packers are going to be getting a little bit healthier maybe across the board. Uh, some exciting news maybe we should lead off with is Jair Alexander back at practice. It starts the clock on three weeks for him. I don't expect him this week. I don't know about you. I don't think he's playing this week, but it's good to see that Jair seems to be trending in the right direction. If we can get him back for the playoffs, I mean, now we're really talking, aren't we? For sure. Uh, you know what? I've given up trying to predict uh, when guys are going to play, when they're not going to play. Uh, you're probably right. I mean, this is only had two practices after missing, what, now eight, nine weeks due to his injury. So history tells us that uh, when the Packers bring someone off the IR, especially when it's been that length of time or longer, it's probably going to be uh, at least one week, if not two of uh, practices to ramp them back up, and get them ready to be out on the field. That said, starts the clock. So yeah, that's excellent news. Uh, they wouldn't do it with Jair uh, if he wasn't going to be ready to go uh, sometime in the next few weeks. So uh, well, either that actually happens this week or it's going to be a week or two down the road, uh, we expect at this point, uh, barring any setbacks, knock on wood, Jair is going to be ready to return soon. So very exciting news. Uh, they did say that he had good day yesterday. Feels really good. Uh, looks looks good out there. Um, came out of practice today feeling really good. So I'm not, you know, going to hold him back. Jair's a, a beast. He's a special athlete. And uh, if he's ready to go on Sunday and he gets cleared, 
I wouldn't be shocked if he plays this Sunday. I don't necessarily expect that to happen. I do agree with you, Dane. But either way, very exciting news for sure. Um, on the flip side, unfortunately, we got news that I think you and I were both reading through the tea leaves somewhat expecting maybe not specifically what the injury was and the fact that he had to have surgery, but Randall Cobb did have to have surgery on a uh, core abductor muscle. So uh, he's going to be out and it could be the rest of the regular season and maybe even into the playoffs. Uh, So depending on how long this season extends and how quickly Randall's able to heal up and recover, uh, certainly possible that we could see him back out on the field this year. Uh, But uh, that's that's tough because he's been certainly a big part of our offense uh, of late and particularly as a third down target. So I think when we get into the offensive breakdowns, uh, we should have a little discussion about how the Packers are going to be able to replace what Randall Cobb was doing for this offense. Um, Dane, any other news and notes? I know Devonde Campbell uh, went into the COVID protocol last week. Uh, Sounds like he is asymptomatic and everyone expects that he's going to be cleared uh, as soon as tomorrow. And uh, so we basically fully expect that he'll be out there on Sunday, barring something goofy happening. Um, so uh, good news there. And I don't know that we really had any other um, major injury items to update on, but any other news and notes that you wanted to hit on? Uh, I mean, I think the good news is Rashawn Gary, not even on the injury report, Aaron Jones, not even on the injury report. Um, a couple of weeks ago, if you would have told me that I would have been flabbergasted based on how the reaction was from both of those guys during that game a couple of weeks ago. So I think that's huge news. Devonte Adams is a limited participant here in practice, uh, but I'm not concerned about that. I don't see any reason to be. I think that they're probably being cautious with him. I'd expect him to go. Aaron Rodgers as well. There was some talk of him potentially getting uh, surgery on his toe during the bye. Doesn't sound like that that came to fruition. So I think Wags, we're going to be going forward the way that we're going forward. <laughs> and and we might have a, a, a regular occurrence. Aaron a little bit hobbled going deep. Uh, but he seems to play well sometimes in a little bit of duress. So um, I think that those are some of the big top lines for the Packers. And I think Wags for the Bears, uh, the big thing is Fields. Their quarterback, Fields, has been cleared from the rib injury. He's going to be playing on Sunday. Um, So we know who we got. Wasn't sure if it was going to be Dalton or if it was going to be Justin Fields. It is, in fact, Fields. And uh, I, for one, am excited to see him back out on the field. I like our chances against him. I I know that they're saying that his ribs are healed and we're going to get into that right now maybe, but um, cold weather at Lambeau Field get hit a couple times. They're not healed anymore. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to this and, and the field's news doesn't really frighten me. In fact, I'm excited to see him coming in uh, to Lambeau and being the starting quarterback for the Bears this week. Yeah, uh, so we can dive into that as well. I I think uh, this injury report, shortest it's been, I think, all season, Dane, and especially considering a lot of the guys that are listed on the injury report are expected to suit up on Sunday. Um, We don't expect David Bakhtiari. um, And then, uh, you know, Zadarius Smith isn't listed since he's still on the IR. Uh, But uh, outside of that, a lot of these guys that are listed, Mercedes Lewis, um, you know, Malik Taylor, it uh, looks like he's going to be back this week as well. Um, so that's, that's going to be a help, especially for our special teams unit. So, um, it's, it's 
looking like this buy in retrospect now, given uh, what we've had to deal with, couldn't have come out at a better time. Normally, you like to have a buy earlier in the season, but uh, I think in the long run, this might uh, actually be a silver lining for this Packers team, um, and hopefully uh, that does come to fruition. So, Dane, let's dive into this. Let's talk a little bit about the Bears' offense against this Packers defense, and you start. You mentioned uh, Justin Fields. Um, he got in a little bit of a rhythm against us last time, um, and uh, it seemed to start to gain some confidence as the game went along. He's gotten some more game experience now since the last time we played, uh, but he's going to have his complement of weapons. Uh, we did not see David Montgomery in this last matchup. Uh, he will most likely be playing on Sunday. I know he's listed with an injury. He was a limited participant, but more than likely he's going to go, um, and he missed a number of games. Uh, Allen Robinson, who's had a tough season, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, going to be ready to go this week as well, coming off an injury of his own. So uh, it looks like this Bears team is gaining some health, and, and they're going to be ready to play spoiler. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, so uh, it starts with Justin Fields, and is he able to execute? But to me, Dane, uh, David Montgomery's the guy that I think this Packer team has to focus on. Yeah, I would agree. And I think it all starts up front, Wags, it, as it as it usually does. It starts up front with our our front seven. Really, though, it starts with Kenny Clark. Um, can he continue to play at this high performance coming out of the bye week, uh, along with Dean Lowry, who's been playing some of the better football that he's played in some time uh, as well? I think that those guys up front are really going to be keys to this game. Um, If they're able to continue uh, down the course that they've had, getting some really good push at the line of scrimmage, getting off the ball really, really well. Their snap counts this year. You go, I went back and watched a little bit of uh, some of these other games that the Packers played earlier this season. And Kenny Clark off the snap has been phenomenal. And uh, Tyler Lancaster Wags, I thought has had some really good games later on here in the season as well has been playing some good football. If we can continue to get that output against the, against this, uh, this Chicago bears offensive line, I really like our chances to make this offense one dimensional. Yes. Montgomery is probably going to play, uh, but he has been banged up. He's had some injuries throughout this season. He's missed some games. Uh, it seems like he's, he's dealing with a, a fair number of injuries, a couple little things going on uh, across. I mean, I say they're little, uh, I'm going to be sitting on the couch. I'm sure they hurt like hell uh, for him and he's going to be doing a lot of pain management. Um, so I, I do think that the the Packers are going to get Montgomery, but I think maybe in a, a slightly limited fashion doesn't mean he still can't kill you, but if the Packers are able to take that away and put this on the arm of the rookie, I really like the Packers chances, even with fields, uh, with his mobility, uh, with his legs. I think the rib injury is something that we're going to be keeping an eye on here. Uh, but if we can make this Bears offense one dimensional, particularly putting it on field's shoulder um, late in the year here, I really like our chances. And I think that we have the guys to do it with Campbell coming back. Um, he really adds that dimension. He's able to fill. And Chris Barnes wags the way that the that Barry and this Packers defense has been using Chris Barnes later here in the year. He's really become an enforcer, I think, on this defense as a guy who's able to just make sure tackles more often than not, be in the right position, and shed blockers. So I expect to see a heavy dose of Campbell and Chris Barnes on Sunday night to try to take away Montgomery. We saw it right before the bye. The Packers kept Barnes on the field an awful lot, and they dared uh, the opposing team to beat them. Um, the, 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 The Rams, they were not able to do that. 
And I was really impressed that Barnes was able to stay on the field. I said it in our last podcast, best defenses are ones that make the offenses um, do something they don't want to do. And, and they kind of make them bend to the defense's will where the Packers aren't taking guys off the field. The Rams then were the ones that had to kind of adjust. I expect something similar this week. I, I think the Packers are really going to try to keep Chris Barnes out on the field and then make uh, Justin Fields beat the Packers through the air. Yeah, uh, that's great insight. And I agree with you, Dan. If the Packers are able to even slow down this uh, Bears rushing attack, that's going to make things really difficult for them. You mentioned the conditions. It's going to be cold. I I'm guessing there's going to be some gusty winds. I don't know how uh, much wind is in the forecast. Uh, it's supposed to be clear, not not expecting snow Sunday night, but hopefully some rolls in at some point mm -hmm. uh, early in the second half. Let's face it. I mean, Justin Fields, he played at Ohio State outdoors. Uh, you know, he's played in Chicago, so it's not like he hasn't had any elements, but this is a different animal. First trip into Lambeau Field on a Sunday night, and it's December football. And we've been hearing not just about the Packers, but around the league, a lot about how wind is affecting uh, quarterback play, mm -hmm. kicking play. And I think that that could definitely play a factor. Don't you don't you think, Dane, in this game uh, with a guy that maybe doesn't have full mobility, uh, if his ribs are sore, uh, he may not be running as much. He may not have his full range of motion. Yes. Um, I don't know if I am too terrified of the Bears downfield attack, even with a fully healthy Justin Fields, not saying he's not capable of pushing the ball down the field vertically uh, with these receivers, but I just don't feel like there is much of a threat for that until they prove that they can do it. We've seen um, some vertical uh, offensive threats the last couple of games, uh, and this Bears offense is not on that level that the Rams or the Vikings are. Uh, when you're talking about uh, guys like Justin Jefferson, uh, Cooper Cup, Odell, even Odell Beckham at this point. Uh, so we've got, um, I think, the right defense and the right matchups to cause this Bears offense a lot of trouble, uh, particularly if we're going to make Justin Fields throw the ball, try to move the chains. Uh, and that leads me to my next question, Dave. Mm -hmm. Takeaways. Could this be one of those games where even though we can't predict takeaways, it could get a little lopsided and a little ugly? If the Packers and our DBs come out of the bye, uh, maybe with some sticky hands are able to hold on to the ball uh, when those opportunities present themselves. Because it feels like this might be a week with an inexperienced quarterback uh, where we might have a few additional opportunities uh, to come up with some takeaways on the defensive side. You're, you're, we are thinking exactly on the same plane right now. Uh, Adrian Amos seems to have monster games against his former team. Um, and you're right with that swirling wind. I think that they're going to, they being the Packers, are going to dare fields to get the ball, push the ball downfield against the Packers. I think that really the game plan going in is going to be take away the run, take away the short pass to, to the best of your ability and then really force Fields and company to um, stretch the field to Robinson, to Mooney, uh, you know, those kinds of guys, you know, the, the, the Jimmy Grahams of the world who's come on a little bit here, but Jimmy frankly doesn't scare me all that much at this stage in his career. So, so Wags, I couldn't agree more. Uh, force Fields into those situations, force Fields to run the ball. 
I think, a little bit and get him out of his pocket. And Wags, him coming off of an injury and the way that this Packers defense has been able to get after quarterbacks here, uh, that, you know, really the last three, four, five weeks and how good this Packers defense has been. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if early in the game, especially with the injury that Fields has sustained, that uh, he doesn't get a little bit of happy feet. Uh, young quarterbacks, pocket collapses a little bit. It's going to hurt when he gets hit. The ball, you know, it's going to be hard coming off his fingertips, I think, with this win. Don't be surprised if he starts running, tucking the ball down. And I think that plays really into the Packers' hands at that point um, because, you know, they're taking him out of his rhythm. They're trying to make Fields beat the Packers with his legs. And I just don't think that he can do it. This Packers' defense is faster than they've been in previous years. Campbell has been more sound uh, fundamentally than our inside linebackers have been in a number of years. So uh, I'm eager to see this matchup because I just don't think that the bears have the hogs up front to be able to take on our defensive line. And I just don't think they have the weapons to take on our defensive backs, even without Jair Alexander, the level that Razul Douglas has been playing the strides that Eric Stokes has made. Shandon Sullivan is playing very, very well in the slot. I like what we've got going on this defense. And I think uh, this is a good week for Amos and also maybe for the Packers to unleash savage uh, a little bit more. I know he's gotten his hands on some, haven't been able to bring them down. But uh, to your point, maybe this is the week Savage is able to get one of those balls and, you know, do something with it. You're getting me all jacked up now, Dan. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> question for you. What do you expect uh, to see with Kevin King? I, we've talked a lot about Kevin King and is he going to be healthy? Is he going to play? What are we going to get from him performance-wise? Um, because uh, if Jair doesn't go, we may need to get some help from Kevin King if he's able to get out there this Sunday. Uh, and, um, you know, he's he's come in with uh, some solid performances the, the last few games he played. Uh, but uh, what do you expect to see from him this week? I think they're going to work him in, but I, I also don't know if at this stage – um, he is the guy who should be taking the majority of the snaps. I mean, who does he take snaps away from? And this is with without Jair. I, I, he shouldn't be taking away Shannon Sullivan slot snaps. Uh, and there's no way he should be taking away Eric Stokes snaps, who has been playing against number ones a lot of the year. He's had some up and down moments, but Stokes has been pretty good um, with with the the one minus of having trouble tracking the ball deeper in the air. But um, at this stage, what you're taking Eric Stokes off the field, I just I don't see that being a good idea. So then that leaves us with Rizul Douglas who's been playing inspired football. He's the defensive player of the week last week. So um, does he get some run? Sure. I think you work him in in situational football when you need an extra defensive back. But I just don't think that you can, the coaching staff can really force him onto the field and take away snaps from the aforementioned three defensive backs we're talking about. Now, could he potentially get in uh, in another role and maybe Shannon Sullivan rolls back a little bit into the Henry Black role at times just to get kind of your best guys out there? I think that that's a possibility. Is there a role for Kevin King on this defense? Absolutely. I really think that there is, but I don't think that he needs to be out there for 60 plus snaps. And in fact, I just don't think he's the best guy out there at this point. I think he's the fourth best healthy corner if he is indeed healthy this week going into the game. 
I, I agree with you. It would be interesting to see if they move him inside. Uh, he might be able to help against the run a little bit more. He's a pretty solid tackler. Uh, mm-hmm. So moving him closer to the line of scrimmage and being able to help uh, against uh, David Montgomery in this Bears rushing attack and maybe not have quite as much responsibility in the passing game. He could cover the flat. Um, so there could be some interesting things that they may be able to do. Uh, and you're right. I think that transformation and that transition, I should say, uh, may be starting to happen anyway with Jair coming back because um, he's not going to get as many snaps uh, once Jair's uh, fully healthy and 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 out there full time. Uh, so I completely agree with you, Dane. I was just kind of curious uh, what you see his role being moving forward, if anything. Uh, maybe he's not going to be out there uh, as much, if at all, um, if if our main guys are healthy. Uh, from a performance perspective, I couldn't agree more. Uh, how can you take how can you take Razul Douglas off the field? And and Wags, I mean, it should everybody stay healthy, which is always the caveat. I mean, think about where we are uh, as Packer fans if if Kevin King ends up being our fifth best cornerback to end the year. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. I know fans have been down on Kevin King at times, but the fact that uh, number five. Is is incredible. That that really speaks to the depth. I think uh, of these corners, something we have not had in forever. Think about all the years we've invested, in, including this year. But it seems like the Packers actually landed the right guy in Eric Stokes this year. But just from a perspective standpoint, uh, there are years that we have Ladarius Gunter out there for playoff games, and Ladarius is running like a four six five forty. You know, I mean, just just being honest, and nothing against the guy. It's just reality. So um, really privileged spot to be in. I do think the Packers find places to get Kevin King on the field, um, but but you're right. I just don't think he's the one of the best guys to be out there right now, and if he's not the best, he shouldn't be playing. Yeah, Dane, I also want to kind of transition. Let's go back to the guys up front, the defensive line. Um, I think this defensive line has been playing excellent football. Um, overall, as a unit, it's been Kenny Clark that's been the impact player all season. Um, it, curious to see if you think this is a week we might see a, a, a little bit more. In, sometimes it's overrated to say impact plays from the defensive lines. A lot of times when they're doing their job, it's the other guys coming up and, and making the plays. Um, that being said, Dean Lowry uh, started off the season really well, and I'm not saying he's been playing poorly, but hasn't gotten as many pressures, uh, hasn't gotten a sack uh, in a few games now. Uh, Kingsley Kiki has been really quiet uh, most of this season. Um, you know, we've seen some other guys, TJ uh, Slayton. We've seen uh, Jack Heflin recently. Uh, Tyler Lancaster's coming off a really good performance against the Rams, um, particularly in the run defense. Um, but uh, is there anything this week uh, coming off the bye uh, that you think uh, maybe that those guys are just going to be a little bit more fresh, uh, that we could get a little bit more pressure with with any of those guys in the pass rush game? It'd be, it'd be great to see, and particularly I'm circling Kingsley Kiki. I think he's the guy outside of Kenny Clark that theoretically would make the most sense to be the uh, kind of the pass rushing defensive lineman. I, I don't think, I think it's probably too much to ask somebody like Tyler Lancaster, you know, really to be a, a pass rusher. I think the reason Jack Heflin made the team uh, wasn't really his impact this year, but I think that long-term they see him as being a guy who could be, um, you know, a little bit 
of a Tyler Lancaster with a little bit more pass rush upside, to be totally honest with you. Um, but the guy I'm, I'm curious to watch is TJ Slate, our old pal on, on the podcast here. I think that he's a guy who um, in, in limited snaps has played really well against the run. But what I think might surprise some people just due to his size is Wags, he's gotten some pretty good pressures on the quarterback up the middle. Uh, I would really like to see them unleash him a little bit more uh, for this this uh, final kind of push before the playoffs and see what they have in him. Uh, I get it. You don't want a, a young guy to run down. He's a, he's a rookie fifth round guy out of Florida. So, you know, you don't necessarily want this kid to, um, they're, he's playing more football right now in a row than he's ever played in his career, in his life. Uh, so I get it. But maybe this is the time of year, right, where um, he's got some fresher legs. And instead of maybe getting 10 to 12 snaps, he gets closer to 15 to 20 snaps. And you just start to work him up. That's the guy that I'm circling uh, in addition to Kingsley Kiki. I think Kiki's a guy who's shown in flashes that he can get sacks. So we can maybe look to him. But um, be on the lookout for TJ Slayton. He's, he's just somebody who's got all of that talent. And he has the makings of a guy who could be a starter on this defense as his career progresses. And, and I'm curious, are there, am I missing anything there? Or do you, or do you agree? I know you're pretty high on Slayton as well. He just seems like a guy that when he's out there, uh, he creates havoc across the offensive line and, and really causes challenges. He's got more speed than I think one would expect for a guy at his size. Yeah, for sure. And uh, he gets a nice push up the middle, um, whether it's in a running or passing situation. And um, he's, his snap count has expanded quite a bit. I believe two games ago against the Vikings, uh, wasn't he up around like 45 snaps? Yeah. Um, or that might have been the game before. I'm not sure. It, it came down a little bit in this last game. Um, but even so, uh, I, I completely agree. And that keeps Kingsley Kiki uh, fresher, uh, for those obvious past situations. That's something we talked about earlier this season. So, um, I think that's, uh, something to be watching for sure. I agree with you, Dane, as we hit this stretch run. Um, looking over at the, the Bears, uh, any, anything else that you wanted to hit on? I, I mean, we, we talked a, a little bit about the rushing attack, um, from a passing standpoint. Um, you know, we're familiar, obviously, with Jimmy Graham, uh, Cole Komet. Um, is uh, another tight end that they like to get involved in the pass game as well. Um, you know, is there anything the Packers uh, need to change up or do anything differently uh, against those tight ends this week? I mean, they don't scare me uh, per se, but I know that uh, with a rookie quarterback, uh, they tend to lean on their tight ends across the middle a little bit more. So I think the Packers should be prepared uh, for those guys to get a little bit of work this week, um, but uh, just line up. Uh, with our guys at the linebacker position and, and, and roll out there and do the job. Right. I legitimately think Campbell can handle either Komet or Graham. Um, he, they can stick with him. I think that uh, in the slot, we could see Shannon Sullivan at times slide down as well. One of our safeties, potentially Amos, you know, getting down there savage. Um, so I, yeah, I hear you. And I liked Cole Komet. He was a guy I actually wanted the Packers to bring in a couple of years ago when he was a rookie. I, I really do like him. I think he's a talented guy. Uh, but for this week and in this moment, uh, I just, I'm not concerned. Uh, I, I think that we're catching the Bears at a good time right now, especially with the Packers coming out of the bye. I just, I like that. I, 
I like that our defensive coordinator has had two weeks to uh, prepare for the Chicago Bears as well. I really do like that. And uh, and lastly, um, I think that Peters, the the tackle, offensive tackle for the Bears, while has had a very, very good career, uh, is about to get his uh, lunch handed to him by Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith on Sunday. I just he's he's lost a bit of a step. And uh, Rashawn Gary has seemingly gained whatever step <laughs> Peters has lost, and he's going to be hard charging around the edge, I think. And I think it's just going to be a really, really long day for the Chicago Bears offensive line. The Packers defense is just that much better. I'm getting really excited for our X Factor and score prediction <laughs> segment, Dane, uh, the way that you're talking. Uh, but before we uh, get too far ahead of ourselves, let's uh, take a break to hear from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook official sports betting partner of the NFL. Dane, can you bring us up to speed on what we've got going on with DraftKings? Yeah, man. Um, so I'll tell you what, my wife uh, had never used DraftKings before. She jumped on the DraftKings Sportsbook. She used that promo code TPPN. Uh, she put down her dollar bet. She was able to get um, uh, you know, money back for bets. And she's been, she's been betting all year wags on, on these games. She had never done uh, DraftKings before. She had never done any kind of online betting like this. And she's having a heck of a time. She's been riding AJ Dillon's uh, train a lot this year. And I, I think that that's been beneficial. And this week, I think she's eyeing up MVS potentially as a guy to go after. So we'll see how that works out for her. But she's having a lot of fun. She's had more wins than losses this year. And it's all because of DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code TPPN. It's a great time. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, see what you're you're made of uh, when, when uh, you fans out there, when you're making and placing your bets this Sunday. All right. So Andrea's pick of the week. I love it. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score, and you can win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. So, Dane, uh, it is time to talk about the uh, Packers offense against this Bears defense. And uh, this is a unit in the Packers offense that was really successful against the Bears in our first matchup. Um, And I don't really see any reason why uh, that won't continue this week. Um, I think this Packer offense has not quietly, but definitely hit its stride in the last couple of weeks. And and I know we lost against the Vikings, but uh, it seems like, Dane, that um, we just are starting to hit that rhythm. And the only thing that I think this Packer offense needs is a little bit more consistency in what uh, Coach Hackett affectionately calls the gold zone. And uh, he talked a lot about how the bye week was beneficial to really look into uh, what what they haven't been doing well down there, what they have been doing well. Uh, and he said they've got some things up their sleeve. So I think this Packer offense, um, and this is just big picture, not just talking about this week, is uh, really starting to hit that point where they could take it back to another level 
and start looking like that sort of unstoppable number one offense that they were a year ago. Wouldn't that be something, um, especially this time of year? This is where you will. This everything else is great and it's gravy. And of course, you want to be where the Packers are at nine and three. Um, however, it's not really how you start; it's how you finish in this league. And it would be really, really nice to see this Packers offense maybe take it to another level, a 2020 level um, going forward, uh, going into this. And and I think that we saw glimpses of it. Uh, Rodgers was starting to look a little bit more comfortable hitting that deep ball at times. Uh, He's starting to, I think MVS Wags has uh, really becoming a more well-rounded wide receiver. We've been watching it before our eyes over the last little bit here. Uh, AJ Dillon has been a revelation through the the, the first, um, you know, huge piece of this season. Um, so I think going into this week, I will be curious the 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 carry share once again between Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Uh, I'd like to see the Packers continue to ride the running backs as much as humanly possible. I think this offense is significantly better when we stay committed to the run, both with Dillon and with Aaron Jones. I'd like to see Aaron Jones get worked in the passing game slightly more. Um, and then I'm curious to see which wide receivers pick up the slack from Randall Cobb. Now, it's not like Randall Cobb has been having monster games. There's been games where, you know, he has a catch, right? However, it seems like Randall Cobb at times has been a guy who's been able to move the chains and make important catches for the Packers. Uh, I've been encouraged by what DeGuara has done in the last couple of weeks. He seems to be starting to carve out um, a role as kind of a chain mover in this offense when needed. Uh, this seems like a, a great opportunity for EQ to, to get some more run with this Packers offense with Randall Cobb being down. This has been a next man up offense and defense all season long. And uh, I think going into the stretch run now, um, you know, Yash Nyman is going to have to keep playing at a, a top level at left tackle. And, you know, across the board, this offensive line is going to need to hold up. We're going to be dealing with an Aaron Rodgers with that's uh, slightly injured, I think, going forward with this toe. All of that to say, um, I think we're primed for something really, really good. Uh, I think Hackett is completely right. And, and I think that Aaron Rodgers is on to something with Devontae. I think the timing's getting there with some of these guys. And Wags, watch out. If he hits a couple deep balls here on Sunday, uh, it might blow the roof off the place. There's no roof at Lambeau, but if there was, it'd be blown off. And I think it might put the league on notice for the, the final stretch run of the season. I, I'm really eager for to see what this offense can do on Sunday. Um, I can't remember a time this year that I've been more optimistic about a game than I am right now. Uh, and I, I think that Aaron Rodgers is primed for a really strong finish to this season. Yeah, and I want to pick, you gave us a lot to unpack there. So thank you. I think one thing that I wanted to kind of hit on and go back to is you mentioned that you felt Aaron Jones might take on a little bit of the Randall Cobb role, not maybe so much as a receiver downfield, but situationally, I agree with you. I think they could uh, utilize uh, Aaron Jones in the slot a little bit, and that would be interesting to see. Um, And uh, he's not going to be able to run all the routes that Randall Cobb could, but as a threat and a mismatch, I think that's where uh, we could, uh, you know, start to get a few more touches. Um, and that also allows us to keep A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones on the field at the same time uh, in more um, packages and in more snaps. Uh, we've seen that 
a number of, of times over the course of this season. But um, with both of them healthy right now, I think this is the time to roll out some additional um, plays for both of them being out on the field. And with Randall Cobb out, let's let's lean on Aaron Jones. He hasn't been as involved in the past game as I know mm-hmm. you would like to, to have him. Um, typically, uh, he's been a stalwart uh, as a, a pass catcher out of the backfield. So I completely agree with that sentiment, Dane. Um, it's going to be utilized differently, but situationally, I really feel like uh, Aaron Jones is the guy uh, that can fill in uh, the Randall Cobb role. Um, you mentioned a bunch of other guys certainly can get some opportunities to mm-hmm. step up. Um, and we're not talking about seven, eight receptions a week. Uh, normally, uh, Randall Cobb was, you know, around three to four targets at most, uh, two or three receptions a week. But a lot of times those were some big receptions, chain moving, catch it, um, getting into the end zone. So um, I, it's definitely going to be incumbent on, on a number of guys to step up in the offense. Um, when you look at this uh, uh, Bears defense, uh, you know, no Khalil Mack. Obviously, most of folks know he's be, been um, ruled out for the season uh, and is on the IR uh, so that's going to make life, let's just be honest, a little bit easier for this Packer offensive line. They've performed remarkably uh, and uh, all season, really. Mm-hmm. But um, I, for one, and I'm not going to discount the Bears' ability uh, to still get pressure, uh, but let's be honest, um, uh, that just makes life a little bit easier for uh, Yash Nyman and I mean, the dude deserves a break. He's had to go against, uh, you know, quite uh, a list of pass rushers in, in, in his starts. Uh, so thank goodness for him. He doesn't have to go against Khalil Mack this week. Uh, he, he he has done great, uh, but the guy deserves a, a little bit of a break. And so I'm not going to apologize for the fact that this Packer offensive line does benefit from uh, no Khalil Mack in this matchup. That did give them a little bit of trouble um, mm-hmm. uh, early on in the last matchup. The Bears were able to get some pressure on Aaron Rodgers, but I think without Mack, that really makes them a little bit more one-dimensional. Now you're probably having to dial guys up in the second level uh, to get pressure more consistently. And uh, to me, most of the time, that's going to play right into Aaron Rodgers' hands. Wags, so without that pressure, or we assume they're not going to be able to get, you know, much pressure unless they're really like selling out the farm, right, to to to, to do so, which I wouldn't recommend against Aaron Rodgers. Um, do any of these defensive backs outside of Eddie Jackson really frighten you? Because they don't for me. I, you know, I look at Jalen Johnson and I look at Kendall Vildor and I, the next question I have, is um, who the hell is going to cover Devontae Adams? (laughs) And I don't know if they have an answer for him this week. And, you know, and and with all due respect, I mean, these guys are pros. I I get it. I'm not trying to uh, underplay this at all. But the reality is Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football right now. And I just, I think Devontae is going to have an absolute field day against his Bears defense. Yeah, well, it's not going to be one guy. We know that. I mean, that's... You know, they're going to have to, uh, you know, give some help. And so sometimes that can still be effective if if you're able to get a couple of guys over and and really put a lot of attention on um, Devontae Adams. That's, you know, you're 
as a Bears defense, you're really trying to maybe overcompensate in a way for a weakness uh, against a mismatch. But that doesn't mean that it may not work at times. Um, so it will be interesting to see what the Packers do to counter um, against the Rams. Uh, we talked a lot about what Jalen Ramsey might do in terms of is he going to line up and and play straight up man uh, against Devontae Adams? Well, the Packers just kept sending Devontae Adams in motion. Uh, they were checking guys, uh, and and the Rams were doing a, a lot of slide coverage. So uh, when they saw J- Jalen Ramsey lined up on the outside, uh, they could send Deguara in motion, and then it ended up being uh, Ramsey covering Deguara, uh, which the Packers will take that all day uh, because DeGuar is not a primary threat in the pass game anyway. Uh, so you're basically wasting your best corner. Uh, so could they do the same thing against Eddie Jackson this week? I think they can. They're going to be mm-hmm. really looking at uh, what kind of coverages are the Bears rolling out there? How can they move guys around pre-snap uh, in order to mix up those coverages, force some com- some communications, and perhaps move a guy like Eddie Jackson off of Devontae Adams uh, and create some new mismatches. So the problem is, is when you don't have a deep and talented secondary, uh, there's mm-hmm. not as many uh, moving parts uh, to be able to cover some of those things up. Um, so it just makes it really, really hard for a defense to be able to counter uh, what an offense wants to do in those situations. Uh, Packers have been doing a really, really great job, I think, uh, with uh, setting themselves up uh, with the right matchups uh, and then executing. That deep ball that Aaron Rodgers has been connecting on the last couple of games is really coming to focus. So I don't think it's a coincidence when I said this Packer offense is starting to look like it's hitting another gear when Aaron Rodgers' deep ball starts connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you can talk about the wind all you want. Aaron Rodgers 17-1 his career in December at Lambeau Field. And I'll tell you what, I think he kind of looks at it like, you know, he's he's – He's playing, he's playing basically a, a pitching wedge and mm-hmm. uh, he can read the wind and uh, the other quarterbacks are coming in. They're trying to hit a driver and just keep it on the fairway. Uh, so um, it, it, it's just, a, it's a different <laughs> level uh, with Aaron Rodgers and he just, just the experience that he has and uh, obviously the arm talent that he has uh, in these conditions is just so superior uh, that, uh, you know, and then his focus, I think it almost can help him take his game to another level. So I'm fully with you. I'm very, very bullish, uh, both in this game and as we move forward with this Packer offense. Dane, what do you think? I mentioned the uh, red zone. Is there anything coming out of the bye? Uh, Coach Hackett said they've got some things up their sleeves. I'm going to force you to play, you know, uh, prediction game. What are some mm-hmm. things you think they might adjust or change up uh, in the red zone uh, specifically? Is it certain plays that they have up their sleeve? Or is there some things schematically that you think could be a little bit differently as well? I'll tell you what. If there's anything up their sleeves from a play perspective, I don't think we're going to see it on Sunday. Uh, I'll put it that way. Uh, I I really don't. Um, uh, Schematically, that's a, that's a, that's a a better question. I mean, something that uh, I've been paying attention to all year is how often Amari Rogers or others are kind of going in motion. They've been teasing that 
all year long wags, and they really haven't done much with it yet, whether it's Amari, whether it's EQ. I've seen Aaron Jones go in motion a number of times as well. Um, I think as the, the season kind of wears on at some point, somebody's getting the ball an interesting way offensively uh, on that, but I just don't think they're going to be showing their bag of tricks on uh, on Sunday. Um, but, um, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know what exactly to expect, but I, I do think that I just have a lot of, um, I have high expectations of this offense in the red zone going forward because they just have too much talent to not be able to get the ball into the end zone, um, as needed. But I, I'm sorry, I don't have great insight because I just don't know what Hackett's thinking. And I mean, I'm glad, hopefully nobody else does either. And, uh, we're going to be able to see some fireworks here in the coming weeks. He did say, which was music to my ears, that they have been in shorter down and distance situations um, down in on the uh, both in the red zone and opposing team side of the field in the past. And they've been in too many long second, second and long, third and long situations down there where the field compresses. So the one thing I think they're going to do more is run the ball uh, to try to get into some shorter down and distance situations. And that, that we've been saying all along that opens up their full playbook. So um, that that's pretty simplistic, Uh, not the most brilliant insight, but I I think that's one thing that we might see a little bit more of. Um, Real quick, going back to the, the Rogers deep ball. um, Are you telling me then that I shouldn't be, um, swearing at the TV if Aaron takes a couple shots early uh, and misses because he's maybe judging the wind a little bit. That's exactly what he's doing, Dane. Okay. Uh, he's, he's calibrating. It's, it's, it's all about, you okay. know, getting dialed in. And even if it's incomplete, he's going to take those shots. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Okay. The dude wants to get that all figured out. He'll throw it deep. If it's incomplete, it'll be out outside of the boundary or, or over the head of the receiver. Um, he's not going to throw an interception. It's 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 all about getting it dialed in, and it may not even come to bear in this mm-hmm. game. Uh, but we've got some more home games here in a the lot home of home track. games to come. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm you know there's a method to the madness. Uh, you mm-hmm. just have to believe it might be frustrating in the moment yes. <laughs> when you just want to get a first down, but uh, don't worry. Uh, it, it'll all work out in the long run. You just got to be big picture. Sometimes no situation. I will be the first to admit, I'll probably be chucking stuff at my TV uh, in some of those <laughs> situations. Yeah. But uh, glass half full, I think, is uh, the approach to look at it. So, um, Dane, I, do you have anything else on this uh, Packer offense? No, I, I don't. I mean, the reality is, Wags, this is a, a four-win Bears team. Two of the wins have been against the Detroit Lions, who got their first win against the Vikings this past week uh and then they 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 beat up on a couple afc teams the the raiders and the uh and the uh the Bengals. so not the most stellar record particularly when you look at you know two wins against detroit um i just don't think that they can stack up against this packers offense this week i think it might be a bit of a track race this week for this packers offense um they're going to put up some points coming out of the bye uh with the the uh caveat that the pack doesn't come out a little sluggish, which we have seen sometimes over the course of the last few seasons where they come out and they're kind of going through the motions and it takes them a little bit to um, kind of get up to speed. I'm hopeful they come out shot out like a cannon out of this bye week and uh, just take care of business quick and early against this Bears team because um, on paper, th- there shouldn't really be much of a competition here 
And, and I'm not just saying that because it's the Bears, because I'll tell you what, Wags, uh, there's been a lot of years where I'm very nervous about the Chicago Bears team. It's just this year, this moment, it doesn't feel like the Bears year to, to take care of one uh, at Lambeau Field against the Packers. Yeah, I hope you're right. And I mean, I, I agree with your sentiment. Um, I do. Uh, so, uh, well, let's just roll right in. Did you have anything on special teams? Otherwise, I think we're ready for X factors and predictions. Make the field goals, baby. Make the field goals, Mace. That's it. All right. Very good. Well, why don't we start with our X factors? Um, offensively, um, I'm going to jump in if you don't mind. I, no. I was trying to decide. I think it's got to be a receiver. Uh, we talked a lot about who fills that Randall Cobb role. Um, I'm sitting here thinking, Lazard EQ, Lazard EQ. For whatever reason, it's been EQ uh, kind of going to the top of my list. And uh, I've been down on EQ. You, I'll be the first to admit. But um, the last few games, I'll, I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. even when he hasn't been making catches, he's been uh, having an impact and, and playing positive, uh, contributing football. And uh, I, I've been impressed with with what he's been able to do. And uh, I think this is the week that he gets into the end zone and, and gets a couple of receptions. So I'm going to go with EQ as my offensive X factor this week. I love it. I really do. And I've been just as hard on EQ, and uh, but he's been playing good football. So uh, let's hope that continues. We're rooting for him, right? We want to see him do well. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm right on that train with you. I was shaking my head as you were making this prediction because mine's Alan Lazard. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't want you to take my guy this week. I just have a, it's a gut feeling. Allen's had some, some trouble with some contested catches the last couple of weeks. I think he's uh, uh, not going to have that trouble this week. And I think he's going to get in the end zone for the Packers. He's going to play well uh, in the run game per the usual, but I think he's going to do something with the, the ball in his hands as well, Wags. And I just, I think he's due for one. And I, I, to your point earlier, you said that, you know, this, this Bears defense it's not going to be one guy on Devontae. It might be multiple guys trying to take over on Devontae in a game where it might be a little windy and maybe, you know, it's hit or miss for MVS. Lazard's the guy who comes open and is going to be able to have some chances to make some plays. He's going to make some plays on contested balls. And I think, I really do think he gets in the end zone. So he's my X factor on offense. Fantastic. Well, I guess we were aligned there we in are. our thinking. <laughs> um, on the defensive side of the ball, Dan, I'll let you take the lead on that one. That's a good question um, because I, I think that we're going to see a lot of different – I don't know if we're going to get a lot of different looks from this Packers defense, but I think that based on how this game unfolds, we could see a lot of different guys being the one to make an impact uh, on this defense. Um, but, you know, Fields, young quarterback, becomes one-dimensional, has to throw the ball, Um Based on that alone, I'm just going to go ahead and say Chris Barnes this week. I think you had him a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to go with Chris Barnes. I think he's going to help take away the run game uh, for for this Packers D. And uh, I think that he's also going to be tasked with covering linebackers a fair amount of this game after a, a pretty good performance against the Rams. If he's able to do that yet again, this week, he's really going to have carved out a role for him, I, himself, I think, going forward. So I'm looking at Chris Barnes both uh, to stop the run, but also to stick with Jimmy Graham and maybe Colt Komet as well in different circumstances and, and get another game where he plays a lot of snaps. 
great. And it seems like when Chris Barnes plays well, this defense goes to another level. Um, not coincidentally, that's that's an area where they need to get production, and he's been pretty good for the last month. So uh, I, li- I do like that pick. Uh, Dane, I'm going to go with the guy I mentioned. Uh, I'm going with the D lineman. I, too, uh, was thinking about – you know, someone in the secondary, I, I think we can get some turnovers or some interceptions this week. Um, but I'm going to go with Dean Lowry uh, up front. I think he's been, like I said, quiet, uh, not necessarily underperforming or doing anything, uh, not getting a job done. But uh, I think this is a week where he gets in there, pokes the ball loose, gets a sack. And I'm Love just going to go uh, with Dean Lowry having an impact uh, where you don't necessarily expect someone from his position to do so. So um, I like that to be a difference maker for this defense this week. Uh, and so he's going to be my pick. I love it. Great, great choice. Maybe he scoops one up and rumbles into the end zone. He seems to be due <laughs> for one of those every couple of years, Wags. Maybe this is yeah. the week. I, for sure. I'll take it. No doubt about that. So uh, score-wise, uh, Dean, I think you're – you know, I can tell you're ready to just, uh, you're not normally someone, uh, that, uh, it gets super wild with your score predictions, but, uh, you've been a lot of talk. So I hope you yeah. deliver here. So I'm going to, I'm going to lead us off. I I've got the Packers taking care of business, uh, here, uh, 38 to 17. Um, I think, uh, the, they really lay it on this bears team. I think they, it might be closer early, uh, where the bears, uh, could, make this like a 10-7 type game in the first and second quarter. Um, as you said, Packers uh, sometimes come out a little bit slow um, when they uh, haven't played the week prior. Uh, but uh, this is a, a game that uh, they're just more talented uh, than mm-hmm. the Bears are, uh, really on both sides of the ball. And uh, I don't think that over the course of four quarters, this ends up being real close. Um, and I think the Bears are, are, are not going to be able to keep up uh, in in the long run, Packers get some separation early in the third quarter, uh, take care of business, and, and win coming off the bye here, uh, thirty eight to seventeen. I, I love that choice, and we're we're pretty close in alignment. Um, I have the Packers forty one. I have the Bears twenty one. All gas, no break. Packers offense just steamrolls this Bears. Uh, you know the 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 Bears. You know have to go for it a couple times. I think I have a lot more. Um, confidence in this Packers defense than I have have had in a number of years. I think the defense holds them as needed, and uh, the Packers just take care of business. No, no other way to do it. Uh, you know. Uh, so again, forty-one twenty-one. Green Bay Packers handle the Bears. Get to ten wins with a few weeks to go, which would be music to my ears. Yeah, and uh, John John Stone in the chat um, predicts Packers thirty one, Bears six. John, you've been really close in the the mm-hmm. weeks you've joined us and, and given your predictions. And I have to tell you, I'm I'm highlighting this one because I really like that score. I like it better than both of our picks, um, to be honest with you. So if they can hold the Bears to six points this week and and, and win in a game like that, I'll be very very pleased. Um, not that. You know, I expect the Packers to hold the Bears under 10 points to consider it a successful game. Uh, but uh, I think that would be a really, really, really strong performance if they're able to do that. Um, and uh, especially coming off of buys. So, um, all right, Dane, any closing thoughts before we sign off this evening? Um, I think the big thing here is, you know, we're recording this uh, on Thursday evening. The Vikings are playing the Steelers. As of right now, it's not looking good. If uh, 
uh, you're a Steelers fan. The Vikings are up. Uh, I only mention that because, um, you know, pa- if the Vikes lose, the Packers win. Packers win the North already this weekend. They wrap it up. Do I think that's likely? Probably not. Vikings seem to be in control at least early in this game. Uh, but if the Packers take care of business here, it puts an awful lot of pressure on the Vikings to just keep winning football games, just to try to stick around. Um, so um, every game's important this time of year, but it'd sure be nice for the Packers to take care of business against another NFC North team in Chicago. I could care less about the Vikings. They have no shot of winning this division. Uh, We haven't clinched it, but it's going to happen. So if it doesn't happen this week, whatever. I've got way bigger things to worry about than the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, The (laughs) NFC North is ours, Dane. Don't even worry about that right now. Uh, Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's look at some of the other teams uh, and we're hitting that home stretch. So uh, you're not, I don't think it's quite ready to start, you know, really kind of planning out all of your your playoff scenarios yet but um it's getting there uh so every game is important to uh, uh look getting one step closer uh to locking up the highest possible seed as we head into the playoffs so um all right well folks thanks so much for joining in and uh, appreciate all of the uh comments and feedback engagement so uh we will be back on monday next yeah. week um we will uh, because it's a sunday night game Uh, So look forward to that and hopefully coming off another Packer victory. Uh, But for now, thanks so much for watching. Be legendary and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go Pack Go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.